forever. Dog. Welcome back to Zall Good with Alexis Gizal. My name is Alexis Gizal, the host of this podcast. Alexis Gizal is me. This week, we are going to be chatting with Alec Benjamin. So I met Alec through Twitter because I heard one of his songs called End of the Summer, which came out in 2016. Big fan. I really, really like the song. It was like near the top of my, you know, at the end of the year, how Spotify has like a top 100 songs you've listened to throughout the year. I think the, it was number like three or four. And I was just obsessed that I would listen to it all the time. And so I checked out Alex's social media. I followed him on Twitter. And we ended up chatting and both realized we are from like very similar areas of Arizona, which bonded us together. And then he always texts me when like new music's coming out and I love to hear it. I'm a really big fan of his style. Uh, I think he does great storytelling stuff. There's always like a really sweet perspective on it. I and mean, I think he is very consistent kind of with his tone, like storytelling wise, which I really like. I love when artists are just specific about their style like that ooh, that really gets me going i love that uh so i've been keeping up with alec and he is just based upon his like social media which i follow he is just thriving um he had a billboard recently in times square for one of his um recent singles and his music is just amazing so i'm very excited to sit down and chat with him and his mom janet So for those of us that do not know, what can you tell us about Alec and his career so far? Well, Alec started playing the guitar in high school. He asked for a guitar as a gift, and I wasn't sure he was going to be serious about it, but we bought a, a, a good guitar. And once he picked it up and started playing, he was totally committed. He taught himself, and he has just been on an upward trajectory since then. He's very focused on his music. I have a really close relationship with my mom, so a lot of the stuff that I think a majority of the things that I've learned in my life have come from my parents. So I think that's like the best. Your first and best educators are your mom and your dad, mm-hmm. when you think or of, whatever uh, your family yeah. style is. Yeah. When you think of things that your parents have taught you, are there any like specific lessons that stand out to you the most? Um. Well, I've learned so many things from. My parents, for example, like my dad is, hmm, oh yeah, I've learned a lot. I've learned so many things. That's why it's like when someone only teaches you one thing, it's very easy to pick out. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they taught me this, but I mean, everything. But but I guess I learned my parents. So my parents question everything, and mm-hmm. as a child, my parents allowed me to question them. And the cool thing about my parents is that like they treated me as an equal. So when we were having conversations and stuff, they didn't treat me like a baby. So I was allowed to like take part in political conversations and conversations about life and God and religion and things like that. And I was able to be like, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a great idea, mom. I think maybe what if we did it like this? And my parents actually listened to me, which was really cool. And they were, they treated me as an equal in that regard. But in another sense, like my parents are not the kind of parents that like we, I spend time with my parents, but it's not like, they're not like, they don't treat me like their friend, you know, they're my parents. Like Mm -hmm. we don't mess with our parents. That's it. (laughs) And one, I guess the best thing that my parents taught me as a kid was to stay off drugs. So I know I don't drink. They didn't even have to teach me that. I just don't. And my sister uh, and me and my sister don't really drink or, or smoke or do anything like that. Um, and I'm grateful for that just because, yeah, it's, 
good to stay off drugs. Wow, these <laughs> that, that's ask me a question about my mom. My mom and my dad are like the two most important people in my life. So when like, oh, tell us about your mom. It's like, oh, there's so many things to, to tell. So what is Alec like now? And in what ways is he similar? And in what ways is he different to when he was a child? Well, he's, he's similar in that he's still sensitive and friendly and perceptive. Um, you know, those traits haven't changed. He's so... I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I remember trying to think of an example. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know how deep we were about to go. <laughs> <laughs> would you say there, there's like anything specific that that you feel sensitive about? Um. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I feel sensitive about. Um, I think everything. Well, I'm sensitive about... Mm, I think I'm pretty sensitive to what, the way other people are feeling. I think I'm a pretty good judge of character. So like when, you know, I think maybe that helps me be a good performer, or at least I'm trying to be a good performer. But I think w a skill that I have is kind of being able to feel the energy in a room. So when it's not going well, I'm pretty aware of it. Um, and when um, when it is going well, gets me like, you know, that's where I get like a high, you know, because I, I can really feel the energy and I feed off of that. And that's what really makes me happy. Um, and then, you know, emotionally, I'm sensitive, like, in relationships and friendships and in, you know, like romantic relationships, I'm like ultra sensitive, you know, which is sometimes a good thing and sometimes a bad thing because I'm sensitive to how the other person feels. So I want to respect that. But then sometimes maybe people will do things that they don't think are going to hurt me as bad as they do. And they really do. And I have an issue with sometimes, sometimes I'm, I'm good at dealing with it. And sometimes I get really upset, not like in a mean way or anything, but I get sad mm -hmm. and that's not good. Because, like, maybe sometimes I shouldn't take things as seriously as I do. He's respectful of his elders. He's very, um, he's always very accommodating of people, of older people, because he's been <clears throat> very close to his grandparents and very helpful to them. So he cannot see a person who needs help with groceries or needs, you know, any kind of assistance without stopping and offering help. And so I... I am always impressed by that. But, you know, he's way harder working on his music as time goes by and way more focused on that. And so his his I guess he hasn't changed so much as he's intensified as he's gotten older. So has he always been into like songwriting? What was it like when he first started making music? What do you think of it? So he was when he was younger, he wrote poems in school and they were always really good poems, especially for his age. They were sort of quite advanced. I always thought he was an old soul. And then when he took up the guitar, he played at a talent show in high school. It was rad. It was like one of my first experiences with actually like performing music live. Um, and so for me, it was really exciting. It was super nerve wracking because at my high school, like I wasn't like a, I wasn't like. I don't know. I mean, like, I had friends and stuff, but, like, no one, I was, like, I kind of blend, I, I, I was, like, did my best to blend in, like, no one really, like, people knew who I was, because we had, like, a small school, but no one, I, I wasn't, like, a popular kid or anything, um, and then when I went and played guitar, people were like, oh, that's Alec, like, now he's, like, the music guy, and mm -hmm. it, like, felt good for me to, like, have a title at the time, like, at least, like, this is what I do, it gave me an identity, so. He was playing the guitar, and I kept offering to give him lessons, and he said, no, no, I don't need lessons, and I, I guess I was surprised, I didn't think you could really teach yourself, but with the internet, you can do amazing things. She tried to make me take piano lessons when I was, like, six, 
And I was like, no, hell no. I'm not doing not okay, I can't it. curse. Is that bad? I'll try oh, not you to can curse. curse. Okay. No, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I was curse. like, hell no. Uh, I took like three <laughs> lessons. I was done. I hated it. And friends of ours called and said, are you coming to Coffee House? Alec is performing. And I said, he's what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, of course, we went to Coffee House and Alec um, played. He did a cover of a Jason Mraz song and, and with a... Uh, with another student they did um i'm yours and it was great and then for his second number he played a song that he wrote and i was blown away i thought he wrote a song and so yeah so you know and from there on he was on his way in elementary school and middle school it's like people don't really people are, are still figuring themselves out so people haven't really like it's it's pretty rare where someone is like define themselves with like I'm a guitar player or I'm this or I'm that or I know mm-hmm. this is what I want to be like in middle school um and then I got to high school and that's kind of when people are like oh I'm I'm a jock or I you know I play chess or I do this or I do that or I'm I'm going to Harvard or whatever and I was like what what am I and then I had listened to a lot of heavy metal as a kid because in Arizona, one of my best friend's dad worked at Fender, which is based in Arizona. And so he always had guitars around and he played metal music. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Like, I love that. It's, that's so rad. But I, I'm not a good enough guitar player to play that. And then my vocals, like I couldn't, they all scream and stuff and I couldn't scream. So I was like, man, I still want to make music. And then somehow I got into Jason Mraz and he plays acoustic guitar and he's a great guitar player in another way. But I was like, well, maybe I could do something like that. Mm-hmm. So when you like first got that guitar and you started teaching yourself, how did you learn? Was it through the Internet? Or yeah, just... just through YouTube, just okay. like listening to things. Um, I think that. Yeah, just just like listening to uh, listening to uh, records and then just like trying to recreate it figuring out like where my fingers needed to go and what kind of tuning my guitar needed to be in. And I think like if you sit with something for long enough, even if you don't have a teacher, you could figure it out. So that's kind of what I did. I just sat in my room. I remember one time I I was, I, I got my guitar over like a holiday break and I sat in my room for like a month straight. I just didn't leave. Like I didn't even eat. I was just like, I'm just going to play guitar. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I learned like, I tried to learn the hardest song that I knew. Mm-hmm. And from there, how did you start like getting more and more into music? Um, well, I got older and then I had to go to college. And I think like then you kind of have to like that's like when you're applying to college, that's when you're like, oh, oh, shit, like I need to I'm going to have to work at some point for a living and mm-hmm. I have to pick a field that isn't going to suck because like a majority of my life is going to be spent working because I have yeah. to earn money to eat <laughs> and like maybe have a family at some point. Um, and the only thing that didn't really feel like work, but it was work was music. So I was like, well, if I could find a way to make this a profession, that'd be great. And I remember one time one of my teachers said, I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe you'll be a musician professionally one day. And I was like, nah, that's crazy. I can't do that. And then I realized it was a crazier proposition for me to be doing something boring for the rest of my life than, (laughs) than like, you know, just trying to go out and become a musician. So I was like, well, I'll just go for that. I am obsessed with clothes. And so I got an email from this company called Everlane and they were like, we want to sponsor your podcast. Go to our website, check out the clothes. And I was obsessed. Specifically, they have such cute boots, which I feel like boots are tricky. You know, you can't always like not all boots are created equal. I'll be honest. And boots got to be durable and they've got to be stylish. And I feel like this company completely nails it. 
I'm just recently starting to understand sustainability and I won't pretend to be an expert on it. I'm very much like learning about fast fashion and how negative that is and the different negative ways that it can affect culture. So something I really like about this company is they're not selling you a $50 t-shirt that only costs $7 to make. And with Everlane, you are not overpaying for quality clothes. You are paying for the quality. Everlane only makes premium essentials using the finest materials without traditional markups. And they tell you their real costs so you know you're never overpaying, which is something I really, really like. Everlane wants you to know what you're paying for and why. They are radically transparent about every step in their process from the materials they use to ethical factories that they work with, which we love. We love sustainability. We love ethics. An ethical queen. <laughs> because Everlane sells directly to you, their prices are 30 to 50% lower than traditional retailers. Everlane's clothes look better, cost less, and last longer. Mmm! That's kind of sexy. I think you could repeat any of that stuff about a hottie and it would seem very appealing. Essentials like their Cotton Crew t-shirt are exactly what they should be. They're simple, stylish, and made from quality materials. So I already mentioned I am obsessed with their shoes. I got a pair of the modern Chelsea boots in bone, which I love a white boot because I think so many boots, you go black. Like so many people, you know, you have your classic staple black boot. You wear it with stuff. But if you throw in white, you can honestly put a white boot where you would normally put a black boot and it adds such a nice like pop of color to your footwear. I guess not color. So black is the absence of color. I'm gonna work this out on my own time. <laughs> But it's, just, it's a nice way to like switch things up. I also, so like loafers are very in style, not a trend that I've really dabbled with. And I got a pair of these like pointy toe modern black, um, like heelless loafers. And they are so sleek and stylish and make me feel very businesswoman-y. They like instantly elevate an outfit to be very businessy professional, which I love. Right now, you can check out my personal collection at everlane.com slash zallgood. So another cool thing about this company is all of the clothes that I just mentioned, you can actually look at on everlane.com slash zallgood. It's literally a curated page of the, I went through every nook and cranny of this website, guys. Like, you, I am obsessed with clothes. So I really, I got in there and I picked out clothes that I want, <laughs> that I am literally begging for. And you can find them on everlane.com slash zallgood. So if you want like a curated few different options of clothes that I really liked from the website, check it out. That's everlane.com slash good. If you know me, you know, what an awful way to start a sentence, you know, like really, it's a way of isolating people who don't feel close to me, but then like a false like, oh yeah, we're we're comrades. Anyway, I travel a lot is what I'm saying, which is also like kind of, I feel like a humble brag. Um, so overall, this is starting out a mess. But I travel a lot and generally I've gotten pretty good at like packing light. Like I know exactly what I need. I know how to get it done. I'm pretty efficient. And so that's why I am a big fan of Away Luggage. It is first class luggage at a coach price. Uh, so they recently just sent me this super cute and cool carry-on. It's like such good durable material and it's a really pretty I got like a nice dark emerald green color which I like luggage that isn't traditional black because then it stands out if it's on a baggage carousel can't lose it etc 
So I'm a big fan of this luggage. It is made by a team of thinkers, seekers, and designers with a focus on inspiration and movement during times of transition, exploration, and surprise. They create special objects that are home on the road that you carry forward, making your trip easier and in a small way, your life better. Away Luggage was founded by two friends from New York who found themselves at JFK with dead phones, delayed flights, and a bright idea, luggage with power. I totally get that. I just recently had my phone stolen on Halloween night, which is like a classic thing that happens. I feel like there's an SNL sketch my manager sent me that is literally that exact situation where everyone is losing things and getting pickpocketed on Halloween. And so living life without a phone, I have discovered, is very, very difficult. So if your phone is dead, this is luggage that you can just plug right in and get your phone all charged up nice. Away uses high-quality materials while offering a much lower price compared to other brands by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. You can choose from a variety of colors and four sizes, the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large for extended stays. All suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate, unrivaled in strength and impact and resistance, and they are very lightweight, which I can attest to because my suitcase is very light. The interior features a patent-pending compression system, which is helpful for overpackers, and four 360-degree spinner wheels guarantee a smooth ride. TSA-approved combination lock is built into the top of the bag to prevent theft. Good for me, no more stolen phones, at least out of this carry-on. There is a removable, washable laundry bag that keeps dirty clothes separate from clean, which is always a hassle when you're traveling and you're trying to separate and like your dirty clothes stink up all of your clean clothes. Both sizes of the carry-on are able to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. Very cool. There's a lifetime warranty, so if anything breaks, they'll fix or replace it for you for life. You can do a 100-day trial, live with it, vibe with it, travel with it, maybe even Instagram it. If at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund, no questions asked. There's free shipping on any away order within the lower 48 states. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash zolgood and use promo code zolgood during checkout. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash zolgood and use promo code zolgood during checkout. So do you remember the first time you heard his song on the radio? What was that experience like? I'm telling you, I almost drove right off the road. (laughs) They played Let Me Down Slowly, and I think the driver in the next car thought I was having a seizure. (laughs) So um, it was spectacular. So how did you, because you obviously have music like out there. So how did you go from like dropping your music theory classes to like putting music out to the world? Oh, I did my best to get like, I love songwriting. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I did my best to get into like meet people out here who also were songwriters mm-hmm. and through that like you know I just started sending emails to my favorite songwriters I think people think it's like impossible to meet like people that you look up to or whatever people who are like prominent in the industry but if you send enough emails enough times and bother people enough eventually like you get somewhere you know mm-hmm. um, and so I emailed like a bunch of songwriters that I was into and I got into this community of songwriters by writing songs and, you know you win one person over and like hey this kid's dope and then other people are down to work with you or like hey this kid sucks and then other people don't <laughs> work with you and you have to try again mm-hmm. um, but through that like this record label called Columbia Records got a hold of like a bunch of my songs and they were like hey this is this is pretty good and so they signed me um, and then uh, I made a whole album and then I got dropped but when <laughs> so I thought I like dropped out of school I was like yo I got signed like this is gonna be crazy and then mm-hmm. It didn't work for me. So um, that that at least that record deal didn't work. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's how I got started. So what in your eyes is the most exciting career accomplishment Alec has achieved so far? 
Well, I, I have to say, when I when I hear people singing his songs and when I hear them on the radio, I am so excited. I I think people in the next lane must think I'm going to have it swerve off the road because I'm driving because I get so excited. But I also was particularly thrilled when I saw a picture of the billboard in Times Square, um, the Spotify billboard. I thought that was amazing. Well, I didn't get to see the billboard, so someone just sent me a picture of it, but that was nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it was really cool um, and like a super big honor. So shout out to Spotify for giving me a billboard. You guys <laughs> and are rad. What song was that for? Uh, it was for Let Me Down Slowly. Yeah, nice. which is like a song that I just put out like five months ago. So, but I think his commitment and his hard work are, you know, his dedication to his craft are amazing. Uh, so you're also, you're gearing up for a tour. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what is the process of preparing for a tour? Um, well, this is my first tour, so... I can tell you my process, but mm -hmm. I'm sure I'm going to learn as soon as I get out on the road that I'm totally unprepared. But yeah. I think that's what first tours are for. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the process for me so far has been just trying to prepare my set, pick a set list, um, you know, figure out figure out uh, the arrangements of every song. And then obviously, you know, you have to figure out who you're going on the road with. So I'm taking one of my friends with me to, to play on stage. And, um, you know, we have to figure out like how we interact together. And then, you know, there's lighting for different songs and what the stage is supposed to look like and a tour manager is so many moving pieces. I'm freaking out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any embarrassing stories about Alec from growing up? Um, I have one. Yes. All right. Let's hear <laughs> um, it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. When Alec was in the third grade, I got a phone call from his teacher. She said, I wanted to catch you before Alec gets home from school. And I thought, oh my goodness, what, happened what did he get in trouble or and she said no but I explained to the class that I have a close friend who needs a kidney transplant and that we were going to have a class bake sale to try and raise money so that she could afford the transplant and she said I put up a list in the back of the room and I had categories of help for the class moms and um, Alec came up and explained that you couldn't do the baking because you don't bake and you couldn't do the decorating of the cake booth, the sale booth, because you're not creative or talented at arts and crafts. And you couldn't come and help sell the baked goods because you work and you work a lot of hours. And so he said, if it's OK, he said, I wrote down another category on the bottom of the chart. He wrote down. Um, my mom had an extra kidney that she could probably she could probably <laughs> donate. <laughs> so I gave away my mom's kidney, which says a lot about me. <laughs> <laughs> because she can't do any of the other things. And his teacher said, I just wanted you to be prepared. When he comes home, he's going to ask you for your kidney. <laughs> I said, OK, well, I think I might have to explain that I can't do that. But she said, it's OK. You can write a check for any amount, you know, to support the bake sale. But I just wanted you to be prepared. <laughs> He said, when he came home, mom, I made a commitment and you always told me you have to live up to your commitments. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, yes, but you committed my kid. <laughs> so, but yeah, he was he was embarrassed because he had to go in and, and bring a check and say, my mom's not donating her kidney. <laughs> She's going to keep them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think like for me in particular, like it just depends because. I don't think like my social, I've, 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 I've had difficulty with this. I think like when I was listening to music, you know, I think we're probably about the same age, but mm -hmm. do you remember a time where there was no internet? 
I do, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like we're like we're like the last generation that's going to remember a time where we didn't have cell phones or internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, I became a fan of music in a time where you heard music first before you saw it. So um, I kind of always like was of the mindset that I wanted to tell people who I was, but I had to communicate that through my songs because otherwise, like if people didn't hear in your songs, they didn't know who you were. Mm-hmm. You know, if you wanted to, if you wanted to tell people who who you were, you couldn't just hop in a podcast and talk about it or yeah. whatever. You know, you had to get like a feature in like Tiger Beat magazine on page mm-hmm. fourteen. There was like a s- six sentence thing about you, and people <laughs> thought they knew who you were, and they had to wait like eight weeks when they mailed out for the magazine to like <laughs> actually find out who like Alec Benjamin was or whatever. Um, and so, like, I feel like I haven't really. <laughs> That that's a long-winded response, but like that being said, I never really focused on social media or any of that until way later in the game, and that's one of the reasons why my my first record deal didn't work because I hadn't figured it out, and I'm still figuring it out. As far as like taking pictures and making videos and stuff, it's really not my passion. I'm not good at that. So if people who are a fan of me genuinely listen to my music and don't just like follow me on Instagram or whatever, then I think they have a pretty good idea of who I am because I'm really honest in my music. You know, I talk about like the reason why it's hard for me to talk about my mom, and my dad is because like. My parents are a little bit older, and my biggest fear in life is losing my parents. And, like, I talk about that in my songs. His songs are his expression, his feelings, and how he interprets and perceives the world and his relationships and his relationship to the world. So Alec is his music. And so if you know his music, you know Alec. But if you just followed me on Instagram, you you wouldn't know that. And I don't know, like, I don't really have, like, a style, you know? I Like, some people, like, are amazing. Like, I'm a huge fan of Tyler, the creator. He looks awesome. And there's, like, a lot of kids that I know are have, you know, incredible style. It's not really my thing, but I suppose on social media it's kind of important, you know? <laughs> so I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. So if we want to check out your music or follow you uh, on any of this said social media, how can we find you, and why should we? Um, well, I think uh, you can find me... Uh, I just give a terrible case for why you should follow me on social media, but you should definitely listen to my music. Um, okay, so you can find me. It's just Alec Benjamin, just everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, but I think maybe, I mean, um, why should you find me? Well, you don't have to, but if you want to listen to music um, and you like listening to like music that tells a story, then I think, yeah, you should check out my music. And then if you don't, Maybe you don't want to find me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I can t- I can tell you that your life probably won't be worse for having found my music, even if you don't like it. So you have nothing to lose except for maybe like a moment of your time. Yeah. Nothing to lose. That's my case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Cool. Thanks for uh, having me. If anyone listening wants to check out my stuff, it's all at Alexis G's all. So yes. get a load of that. Thank you for having me. I really oh, yeah. appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I had a good time. Yay, good. Rad. That's the dream. Uh, well, I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great rest of your day. And it's all good. Bye. <laughs>